this Friday it is. Welcome into Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent on this final show of the week. I'm John Rawl. Thank you for being with us as, you, as we close out things here. And we got to tidy the place up before the weekend. Hopefully you're maybe going to do a little fall cleaning wherever you might work or where you might live. We've got another awesome show for you. And we hope you've had an awesome week. If you want to reach out to us here on the Y'all Show, our number is 803-816-1170, 803-816-1170. On Twitter, you can find us at Y'all Show, H at Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W. And we're on Instagram as well, and just coming out with all kinds of ways. In fact, you can now find our show on YouTube. Search for that and get the Y'all Show on the YouTube uh, channel for Y'all. And we've only got one video up there where we were in Nashville earlier this week, and we did a great interview with Precious Harris. And we had Jess Taylor stop by and talk about her burgeoning country music career. And you got to hear a, a nice portion of a song she's got out right now. So we have all that right there on the YouTube channel for Y'all Show. Please go there, like it, so we can build up a big audience, and we'll have more videos of the Y'all Show coming your way in the future. Now, can you believe this is uh, Friday when we get back here on Monday and we convene again? It will be midway through the month of October. It'll be the 15th of October come Monday. Gosh, where is time going, folks? And in another two weeks, we got, I guess, Halloween. So you got to make sure you go get your candy and get everything lined up. Now, coming up this hour, we'll have our headlines here in just a gif. And then we've got General Gridiron. And the General will look at the weekend's big college football games. So we'll make sure you know what's going on. And also, we'll start out next segment with any kind of news and notes you might need to know about college football. We'll have all that coming up. And then as we wrap up this hour, we're going to have an encore of a portion of our interview from Tuesday with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And Matt was on to talk about North Carolina's famous barbecue. And he mentioned three places that we might go back to and play a little bit of the interview from Tuesday here on the Y'all Show this hour. And you'll get to enjoy Matt Hermans talking about North Carolina barbecue, which is famous for its vinegar-based sauce. But he's got some awesome places that we're going to go to in Shelby, as well as Aiden, North Carolina. And then he's also got a place just outside of Lexington. Lexington, North Carolina is the final spot. So big state, big state. If you're from North Carolina, you know what I'm talking about. Not quite as big as Texas, but it's a, it's one of our largest states here in the South. All right, looking at what's going on across the South, of course, all eyes continue to be on the recovery efforts after Hurricane Michael slammed the Florida Panhandle on Wednesday and moved northward through Georgia, the Carolinas, even into Virginia and here is the latest that we know about it. The death toll, sadly, has climbed to at least 12, expected to rise. We've even seen deaths happen in the state of Virginia as remnants of the hurricane swept away four people in floodwaters. A firefighter in Virginia was killed when he was hit by a truck as he was trying to help an accident victim. But we've seen deaths. Uh, I know a young girl in Georgia was killed, and then many deaths in the state of Florida and all of the damage as the hurricane came into the panhandle of Florida at 155 mile per hour winds, pushing seawater inland and widespread flooding throughout that area. But as it worked its way northward, Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, caused a lot of tornadoes, a lot of tree falling, uh, tree falling all over the place, 
and it just has been a horrible storm. I don't have an estimate yet on the expected or projected cost for this thing, but this Category 4 storm will go down as one of the worst that we've seen in the south, and this is, of course, a part of the country here that we are used to seeing hurricanes, but this being the the size and the, the power that this thing had when it came onto the coast centered up mostly around Mexico Beach, Florida, and that town was just decimated. Also, keep in mind Port St. Joe, which is 12 miles east of Mexico Beach. That town, which I've been to before, got, got a good little marina there that I went to a, a restaurant there one time. They had major flooding as the hurricane came through, and boats from all over the area were snapped and two and a large ship was hurled on the on the shore you probably saw down there what you saw after katrina you saw houses and boats just about anything you can imagine literally strewn all around every place including the highways you had to be real careful you, you might have a, a a structure literally on top of, of the highway so Michael goes down as the third strongest storm on record to hit the continental U.S. behind only Hurricane Camille, which hit Mississippi back in 1969, and a Labor Day hurricane of 1939 that hit the Florida Keys. We told you about the deaths, right at a dozen expected to grow. 280 people are unaccounted for after Hurricane Michael. Yeah, 320,000 people actually are projected to not have evacuated from the path of Hurricane Michael as it approached the Sunshine State. And now we've got about, like we said, nearly 300 people are missing. Now, a large reason for that is there is no communication in those areas that were hit the hardest. Cell phone signals are down. I think you can text some, but mostly people are are either too busy to even communicate with loved ones who don't live in that area just to let them know they're okay. I, I was watching CNN and Brooke Baldwin the anchor from CNN who grew up in Georgia, and she was down in Mexico Beach on Thursday. She had a satellite phone, and she was letting people call loved ones to let them know that they were okay. And it was an emotional thing to see people who, they weren't sure if they were their loved ones were alive or not, but luckily that was a, a good thing that that anchor from CNN was doing as they got a helicopter ride and went into Mexico Beach. And it, it was pretty amazing to see also that according to, Brooke Baldwin, not a lot of officials had come in there to help out as either bridges have been washed away that got to the island. I'm not sure what the holdup is. I I don't know if there was a real emergency need of people who were severely hurt or dying even at Mexico Beach, but there was no abundance of emergency personnel coming to help out as of Thursday afternoon. Perhaps they came in in the overnight hours there on the panhandle of Florida. A million people are without power after Hurricane Michael came through the south as it has shred electric grids and flattened towns. I know I heard Marco Rubio discuss on television how the area of the panhandle, the grid is gone. They're going to have to completely redo it. Similar to what happened in Puerto Rico, as we saw that last year, and that was a major reason it took so long and it's, uh, I think there's still parts of Puerto Rico that don't have electricity. Well, they're going to have to redo the panhandle of Florida's electric grid in those areas where the power grid went, was demolished as a result of Hurricane Michael. What that means is it may be months before power is back to normal 
in Florida. Now, where Hurricane Michael came in, it was centered really the eye over Mexico Beach, but also you might have seen there's an air base in Panama City on the east side of the city of Panama City, Tyndall Air Force Base, and it suffered widespread catastrophic damage from the hurricane. Officials said Thursday the base is now closed indefinitely while the damage is being assessed. Now, I remember them saying that the 325th Fighter Wing that was stationed there got all of their multi-multi-million dollar planes out of there before the hurricane hit. So that's good news. But yeah, that Air Force Base was, was pretty much in the path of the storm at its highest velocity. And it's going to be quite some time before that Air Base Tyndall in Panama City is going to be operational again. A lot of military presence in that part of the panhandle of Florida. I know you got Tyndall there, Eglin's over at Fort Walton Beach, and you've got Pensacola has the Naval Air Station and, and all that going on there. Very pro-military part of our region in that part of Florida. And we hope that Tyndall's back up and going as soon as possible and really the whole area. As, but that military base is, is a major component of the economy. And whenever that's back up and going, then things will be back somewhat to normal. Never will be quite the same. But remember, this is an area that hasn't had this kind of storm come through and, and maybe ever, but certainly in a long time. Let's not forget Alabama. Alabama, the southeast corner of Alabama, was also hard hit by Hurricane Michael this week. I know it went into Georgia, and they got headlines from there, and the Carolinas. We told you even people in Virginia dying as a result of Michael. But remember, when it was coming in to Panama City, not far north of there is the state of Alabama, the Wiregrass area. And it caused damage there. I know there's at least one town, I think it's Columbia, Alabama, where their historic district has been dramatically impacted by Hurricane Michael. And trees were down all over the place. I know one farmer who had a 4,000-acre cotton farm called it uh, devastating to see as now people are going to have to get out there and, and try to make some sense of, of all the fallen trees and debris that are littering towns and communities around Dothan South down to Mariana, Florida, as residents are just getting back to check out the damage in the area. I know one person said they had three trees down in their driveway and two on their house. That's a long time of a cleanup when you got that kind of damage. And this was in Alabama, which was kind of on the western portion of the storm as it ventured northeast from Panama City. As a result of Michael, Vice President Mike Pence has now canceled a couple of visits he had planned as he was going to go to both Georgia and Alabama. It was the second time Pence had to postpone a visit as the hurricane pounded the region. I remember he was supposed to go to Georgia a couple of weeks ago and Hurricane Florence got in the way. Pence on Thursday had been scheduled to headline a Republican fundraiser in support of Georgia Republican Brian Kemp in his bid to become governor of the Peach State. He'd been scheduled to come to Georgia last month, as we said, before, before Hurricane Florence got in the way. Also, Pence headlined a rally for Kemp in July ahead of the Republican primary runoff. Kemp faces Democrat Stacey Abrams in next month's general election. Pence was also supposed to go to Birmingham, but he had to cancel the trip to the Magic City for a National Republican Senatorial Committee fundraiser. So, no Pence in the South because of Hurricane Michael. Now, to Kentucky we go, and there is some political activity 
coming from the bluegrass. As today, former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden is going to be campaigning in Bath County, Kentucky, for Amy McGrath. Now, she is a retired Marine Corps fighter pilot, and she's in a race against Republican Andy Barr, and they're going to appear at a community fish fry at Bath County High School in Owingsville, Kentucky. Joe Biden coming south. I know he also had planned to come to Georgia, I believe it was, and had to cancel not long ago because of the storm. But Kentucky is where Joe Biden will be today campaigning on the Democratic side. Now, President Trump's not going to let that happen without having something to say about it. He will be on the campus of Eastern Kentucky University tomorrow with a big campaign rally. So Donald Trump coming to Kentucky Saturday. I wonder if Mitch McConnell will be joining him. Something tells me they might just be together there in Richmond, Kentucky, when they get together tomorrow for a big campaign rally. And I do believe that will happen. You know, the president got a lot of criticism for having that campaign rally in York, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, in Erie, Pennsylvania, on Wednesday night as the hurricane was plowing through Florida. But as he said, he was multitasking, and there was not a whole lot he could do. He already reached out and and coordinated with emergency officials in Florida and Georgia. So he went ahead and and had a rally, as was scheduled, on Wednesday night. And he's supposed to have this rally in Kentucky tomorrow. So if you live in the area, go check out the president and hear what he has to say. Always enjoyable if you like him. Now, there's going to be a final debate tonight in the state of Tennessee between gubernatorial candidates Carl Dean and Bill Lee. They're meeting on the campus of Belmont University in Nashville. The debate begins at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And it will focus on the key issues for Tennesseans as these two get together in their final debate before voters head to the polls on Election Day and choose between Carl Dean, the Democrat, and Bill Lee, the Republican. Early voting in the state of Tennessee begins next week and continues through November 1st as Election Day is Tuesday, November 6th. So this will be the last of four debates in the state of Tennessee between these two men going for the governor's race in the state of Tennessee. Now, here is a story that caught my eye that was a little bit something you don't see every day. The Cherokee Nation is planning to appeal a decision that last week struck down a law governing the adoptions of American Indian children, according to the Attorney General for the Cherokee Nation. The law, which was meant to keep the children within American Indian families, was deemed unconstitutional by a federal judge in Texas. Now, we know the Cherokees have a presence in in western North Carolina, right on the Tennessee line. They've got the town of Cherokee, North Carolina. They're also, of course, very strong in the state of Oklahoma with the area there that was settled by Cherokees who had to were, who were forced to leave the south to move to Oklahoma in the early 19th century. But, yeah, that is something you don't expect to see, that kind of headline about adoption of American Indian children. In Arkansas, inmates were forced to wear Nike shirts in their mugshots, according to a civil rights activist. And sure enough, I'm looking at some mugshot photos, and these eight prisoners all have Nike shirts on, and they don't look too happy as they were forced to wear these in Union County, Arkansas. They were the civil rights activists who posted this out said a source told him the shirts were done to mock Colin Kaepernick, 
who's at the center of a recent Nike ad. All of the mugshots have been removed from the Union County, Arkansas Sheriff's Office website. All right. That's one way to get in the headlines and not very smart either. <laughs> hey, if you ever saw the Lifetime TV show Little Women Atlanta, well, one of the folks from that has now been sentenced to 16 years behind bars in connection with a drunken driving crash that killed a member of the U.S. Coast Guard. Melissa Hancock is the woman that was on that Lifetime show, and she now will go to jail for a 2017 car crash which took the Coast Guard veteran. Hancock pleaded guilty in May to manslaughter, driving the wrong way and failing to obey a highway sign in connection with the crash from November of last year. And this is in Virginia where this crash happened and she'll be going to jail there in the Commonwealth. Now in Lexington, South Carolina, a judge has delayed until next year the death penalty trial of a man in Lexington County, South Carolina, charged with killing his five children. Remember this from maybe two years ago? Timothy Ray Jones Jr. killed his kids and then took off on a chase across the South where he ended up being arrested in Raleigh, Mississippi. And I think he was originally from Alabama, if my memory serves me correct. But yeah, this 36-year-old father killed his children at his home in South Carolina, actually in 2014, then put their bodies in plastic trash bags, drove for nine days around the Southeast before leaving them on a hillside in Camden, Alabama. And he was stopped at a drunken driving checkpoint in Mississippi where authorities said they found blood and handwritten notes about killing and mutilating bodies. His lawyers plan an insanity defense. But yeah, that was kind of a big story back in 2014 when this man was fleeing authorities. The kids were missing, I think is what happened, and ended up killing all of his, or five of his kids there in his trial being delayed, the trial of Timothy Jones. In Mississippi, a former sheriff of Tallahatchie County has pleaded guilty to a charge in connection with bribes that prosecutors say he took to protect a drug dealer for 15 years. Documents in Lafayette County, Mississippi show a hearing is set on November 1st for the former Tallahatchie County Sheriff William Brewer is pleading guilty to a count associated with $6,500 in cash that prosecutors say he took from a drug dealer back in June. Brewer this week agreed to stay in jail until the hearing after officials accused him of violating his bail terms. He faces up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. The FBI says it converted the drug dealer into an informant in June and recorded the informant telling Brewer of fake plans to rob a meth dealer. Bad guys in Mississippi. Bad guys in law enforcement. Now, here's a bad guy that worked at the post office. A manager in Kenner, Louisiana, of a post office there, is accused of stealing more than $630,000 in stamps and then selling them online as he had a gambling addiction. 46-year-old Ryan Cortez was arrested this week on charges including misappropriating postal funds or property. Federal prosecutors say this is one of the largest internal postal thefts in the post office's history. I didn't even know you could sell stamps online, but Mr. Cortez won't be selling anything as he will likely be in jail for quite some time. Walmart has agreed to pay $65 million to settle a lawsuit 
over seating for their cashiers. Yeah, when I saw this headline, I was like, what is this all about? Well, of course, it didn't happen in the South. But out in California, they've been in a legal fight for some time with a bunch of cashiers. Nearly 100,000 California employees claimed the giant retailer refused to provide them with seating while they worked. And they sued. And now Walmart has caved in and has agreed to pay $65 million dollars for this nine-year-old case. And now everybody else has to make up the difference, I'm sure, with our prices at Walmart. Finally, Joey Chestnut, do not go to Memphis, Tennessee this weekend because there in the Bluff City, Bass Pro Shop at the Pyramid is hosting a moon pie eating competition as part of their Flocktoberfest. And this will be going on where the record in the past has been 82 moon pies in eight minutes. That was set by Matt Stoney back in 2016. One man said his goal is to eat 150 moon pies this year, and and all 14 people are going to compete in this competition that begins at noon tomorrow outside the pyramid. Remember, the famous landmark right there in Memphis has been converted into a Bass Pro Shops. That's where they're going to have a moon pie eating competition tomorrow. Well, that is darn southern right there. What else is dang Southern is college football. When we come back, General Gridiron will have his moon pies ready, and he'll fire away with the latest projections for Saturday's football games. Stay with us. The Y'all Show on a Friday continues. Come on! We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313.
Gall, talk with a southern accent with your host, John Rawl, rolling on on a Friday. Thank you for being with us here, as we love to talk all about the South. And of course, we love to talk about college football when we talk about this part of the world. College football is king. Yes, it is. Unless you prove otherwise, I'm going to continue to make that bold statement. Well, Hugh Freeze is back in the news. The guy that was in the movie The Blind Side, remember? Michael Orr's high school coach, and then he went on to be the coach of the Ole Miss Rebels for a time and then got fired and all kind of nasty allegations in Oxford. They're on probation. Hugh Freeze fired for some idiotic things he did off the field. Well, it looks like he got a job yesterday as the former head coach at Ole Miss has been named offensive coordinator for the Arizona Hotshots of the Alliance of American Football. That team announced this. He resigned his position in Oxford in July of 2017 after school officials discovered the coach had placed a number of calls on a university-provided cell phone to numbers associated with female escort services. He had a 39-25 and record in six seasons, guiding the SEC West School, the Alliance of American Football, debuts in February with eight teams playing a 12-week schedule. I know they've got teams in Memphis, Birmingham, Steve Spurrier's coaching a team in Orlando. Kind of looking forward to this league and Hugh Freeze not being the head coach, but the offensive coordinator for the Arizona Hotshots. And when I saw this out on social media that he had the job with the Hotshots, some wise guy said, is that a strip club? <laughs> Could be. And Hugh Freeze might fit in just well there. And in, in, uh, I guess it's in Phoenix, I assume, is where the Arizona Hotshots will be playing their football. Now to SEC football of today and the quarterback for Alabama, Tua Takviola, is on track to face Mizzou tomorrow despite a knee sprain as he suffered an injury in last weekend's win at Arkansas. We told you about this on Thursday's y'all show, but he returned to the game last week and he started every game for the Crimson Tide this season. The quarterback's been seen wearing a brace around the facility for Alabama during practice this week. Head coach Nick Saban also updated the status of starting cornerback Trevon Diggs, who had a broken foot during the Arkansas game. After ruling him out initially as indefinitely earlier in the week, Saban told reporters on Wednesday that he did not expect him to return at all this season. Trevon Diggs looks to be out for the Tide. Now, college football from Thursday night. Georgia Southern improved to 5-1 and one after defeating Texas State in Sunbelt play. What a great game in Fort Worth as Texas Tech rallied in their throwback uniforms from the 1970s. Love them. They defeated TCU 17-14. to Tech now moves to 4-2, and while TCU is at 3-3. Three and three. Hard to believe the Horned Frogs are 500 halfway through the season. But a big Big 12 game on Thursday night played in Fort Worth. Now, tonight's football action, South Florida travels to Tulsa. Air Force is at San Diego State, and the Utes of Utah host the Arizona Wildcats. Tomorrow's a big day in college football. It's week seven. And General Gridiron is back with us now to give us the full breakdown of Saturday's lineup. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Bill Marshall of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. 
Will your favorite team be marching to victory? Or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? This weekend is not the greatest of weekends to be tuning in the pigskin on the boob tube. It really isn't one amazing, oh my good golly matchup worth savoring every single play. But that don't mean the general's taking off this week. We've got the lackluster order of battle headed your way. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. Get ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Pittsburgh at Notre Dame. The Steel City Cats are challenging the undefeated Fighting Irish. Pitt is coming off a big overtime win over a pretty tough Syracuse horde. Unfortunately for the Golden Domers, the Leprechauns have jumped around losses this long for a reason. But good news, the undefeated Fighting Brian Kellys are miles above the Pennsylvanians on offense and defense. Thus, the luck of the Irish rolls this Saturday at home. The Generals' victor, Notre Dame. UCF at Memphis. The mounted men in shining armor have been repeating their undefeated trend from last year, but the Bill Street Bluesmen are tuning up their fenders to take that success away. As UCF hits Graceland, they're bringing their hunk of burning D. Memphis is a good matchup for Central Florida, but Brady White is the better QB by that much. Tack that on top of a Liberty Bowl advantage, and Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising with a major upset in the works. The Generals victor, Memphis. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Washington at Oregon. It's time for the cold bowl, folks. Yeah, except it ain't cold anywhere yet. The Huskies pull their sled over to Eugene for one of the top matchups of the week. UW and Oregon both have only one loss, both the ranked teams. The Ducks are the best offense that the Canines have faced thus far, so they really could have used this game at home. The Neon Birds will have to pull out every stop to contain Browning, the best passer that Washington may have ever had. This will be a close one, but the visitors from the north will be a howling when a field goal's margin's just enough. The Generals' victor, Washington. Michigan State at Penn State. Neither of these teams are coming in with a whole lot of confidence. The Nittany Lions suffered that heartbreaking one-point setback to Urban Meyer, and nerdy Northwestern upset Michigan State at home. Coach Franklin will try to rally his team for a strong win in order for PSU to possibly be looked at for the playoffs. Meanwhile, Sputter and Sparty's going to need a miracle on offense if they notch this Happy Valley victory. The Generals' victor, Penn State. Georgia at LSU. Coach Kirby Smart's walking his ankle biters down to the Cajun Kingdom. The Bayou Bengals couldn't handle the swamp last week, leaving old Coach O pretty red in the face. LSU's lucky that they're playing this one in Death Valley because them Bulldogs have them outmatched. Fromm is one smart quarterback, and the Chinese Bandits will have to play at 110% to pull this upset. Them Silver Bridges are tough and probably tired of being ranked second so they'll be going all out in this Brad Nessler early bird special. The General's victor, Georgia. Ahead on General Gridiron. In the Old Testament, Elon was a judge of Israel that served for 10 years. Today, a university with the judge's namesake hopes to lay the law on the Delaware Blue Hens in an FCS matchup of biblical proportions. Also, not quite as dramatic, Texas A&M and South Carolina clash in Columbia with the James Bonham Trophy on the line. Keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back. 
We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Hello, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations where college football reigns supreme, including WBRT FM 97.1 in Bardstown, Kentucky, serving Central Kentucky for over 60 years. And in Greenville, Alabama, WQZX FM 94.3, Q94, America's best country. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now... Let's get back into the football fight. Wisconsin at Michigan. Ann Arbor is about to become one heck of a battleground when the Badgers come to town. The UW Omnivores have one strong rushing offense, but that UM Carnivore defense may be tops in the nation. Jimmy Harbaugh needs this big house win if he wants any shot at that elusive playoff tree. Them cheeseheads are good, but there's a lot riding on this game and the noise of Michigan Stadium will make it hard for little Bucky to weasel out with the win. The Generals' victor, Michigan. Elon at Delaware. Weren't expecting to hear about these two now, were you? That's right, the General takes interest in the smaller troop movements, too. The Elon Phoenix flies from Tobacco Road to the first state for a roosting contest with the Blue Hens. The Fighting Christians are coming off a huge road win over CAA Mammoth James Madison last week, and they've even shown their football moxie this season against FBS trendsetter South Florida. Meanwhile, Delaware just smushed the Richmond Spiders, and they've got the home field this week. The Firebirds won't have to rise from the ashes this time because they'll take the road win right in front of UD. The Generals' victor, Elon. Texas A&M at South Carolina. Y'all hear that? No? It's not cheerleaders, it's College Station still sighing in relief after last week's OT cat killing. What's that? The cocks are still worn out from scraping out a victory against mediocre Mizzou. Well, it sounds like the perfect time for another struggle win for one of these teams in Columbia. Neither one of these will win their side of the conference, but at least they ain't Arkansas or Tennessee. (laughs) 
The 12th man has the better offense, and at least they beat Kentucky. The Generals, Victor, Texas A&M keeps the James Bottom Trophy. West Virginia at Iowa State. They may not have the record to prove it, but Iowa State's not a team to sleep on. Don't forget, they taught the Sooners a thing or two last season, and old Mike Gundy's mullet got a little grayer after last week. Still, the Nears haven't had a close game yet, and that's because their offense is unstoppable. Five games into the season, and quarterback Will Greer has almost 2,000 yards of passing and 21 touchdowns. The spinning masks don't look too shabby, but WVU will head on back to almost heaven 6-0. The Generals victor, West Virginia. Miami at Virginia. The 3-2 Cavaliers sure know how to disappoint, especially after that setback at NC State. And for whatever reason, the U is still ranked, even though they lost their only real game and barely scratched out a win over the not-so-good Knowles. UVA has a real shot at weathering the Hurricanes as long as they buckle down on defense like they did against Louisville. Newsflash, the Canes will be upset on the road facing a well-rested, hungry horde of Hoos. The Generals' victor, Virginia. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the land. But hang on to your hat, there's more around the corner. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's Frontline College Football Showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. UAB cooks rice. Texas beats Baylor. Duke silences Georgia Tech. BYU claws Hawaii. Ohio State obliterates Minnesota. Florida flummoxes Vanderbilt. Colorado steps on USC. Eastern Kentucky shoots down the UT Martin Skyhawks. Auburn all over Tennessee. Maryland has no fear against Rutgers. Indiana gets back in the win column versus Iowa. North Texas has an aerial assault against Southern Miss. Alabama has another easy outing versus Missouri. Cal gets UCLA and Chip Kelly closer to a divorce. Arkansas wins in Little Rock against Mississippi. And Sam Houston State bedevils the Northwestern State Demons. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks. 
on this week seven edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week. Same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, and of course the Y'all Show, Dixie's hottest new talk show. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Simply search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be a part of your weekend. This episode was written by Murray Lee. General Gridiron is a production of CRM Sports. For more, log on to crmsports.com. That'll be all. Y'all. General Gridiron, you are the man. Thank you for that great insight. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to rewind to Tuesday when Matt Hearmans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, stopped by, and we're going to put a spotlight on North Carolina barbecue. Some of the best barbecue in the country can be found in the Tar Heel State, and we'll talk about that with Matt. We'll break it all down. That's next here as we wrap up Hour 1 of the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Well, if your belly is not full, we apologize. We're getting ready to have some barbecue talk once again here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Welcome back into our final segment of Hour One. And as we do each Tuesday here on the program, we bring on Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, where he tells us some great tips about grilling. But he also shares some great places to go to across the South if you are in the mood for wonderful Southern food. Barbecue normally is what he talks about. And this week on the show, he told us all about North Carolina barbecue. And this could be a weekly, regular conversation that Matt has about the state of North Carolina's barbecue. But here this week, we only have a couple places that he picked out. And we're going to listen to this in our Friday Rewind, where we go back to a great interview from earlier this week on the Y'all Show. And we thought you might enjoy heading into the weekend, learning all about North Carolina vinegar-based barbecue. I love slaw. I like slaw on my pork sandwich, and I'm a big fan of this red slaw. Tangy, a little less sweet than you typically think of, but it's fantastic. You ever had a red slaw, John? I have not. I hadn't either, but I'm a big fan of it now. So um, Red Bridges Barbecue Lodge gets you some red slaw, uh, the pork sandwich with the extra uh, outside brown, as they call it, which is the, the bark, which you get all that smoke flavor. And, uh, yeah, put them together. Put some of that sauce on there, that red Piedmont-style sauce. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. All right. Um, Well, we've gone to Aiden. We've gone to Monroe. Kenny effing Powers country. (laughs) You said it. I didn't. I didn't say it. Uh, I didn't say the the, the (laughs) X-rated word. I just said that. That's how he said it. That's right. That's right. His favorite. We're just going to say, I don't even know. He's a fictional character, so we're going to say that's his favorite barbecue place. Yes, it sounds good to me. Uh, Absolutely. So could, wouldn't be complete, I don't think, without a stop to Lexington. Ah, um, that's where I went. Now, where, did you, where yeah. are we going to go? We go to Lexington Barbecue. Ah, that's where I went. You win. Right. I'm going to come give you a big old smooch. <laughs> I'm too far for that, but I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm happy or sad about that. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you could help me with this. Uh, you could help me with this because we've both been to this place. Um, I'll tell you what the coolest place. Well, first of all, as you know, Lexington, North Carolina, calls itself the barbecue capital of, of the world. Right? And, and that's tough for me to admit because I'm from Lexington, South Carolina, which also has wonderful mustard-based barbecue. But Lexington, North Carolina certainly kind of is the capital of, of North Carolina barbecue. And yeah. and what's your coolest part about Lexington Barbecue in Lexington, NC? Okay, my favorite part is the, the and this is gonna this is gonna be you're gonna call me a barbecue dork. My favorite part of the pits, the old enclosed brick pits. I absolutely those are the coolest things in the world. You cannot move those. Those things have been there for a long time and they're never going anywhere. But I love the enclosed brick pit. I feel like those things get seasoned over the years, and they they kind of impart their own flavor. Uh, but that's just kind of on a on a on a pitmaster side. So I love the pits. I think they're so cool. Well, in the spi- in the spirit of your pit love, maybe that's the coolest thing about Lexington Barbecue. If you want to go there, well, what's their address? One hundred Smokehouse Lane. That's awesome. I tell you what, I didn't know the address, uh, so that's the, that's the second coolest thing about it is Smokehouse Lane. Yeah, and, no, and, I did and, not mean- and, and you need to know that because it, it's a little bit of a challenge. If you're going up I-85 or down I-85 in Lexington, North Carolina, and you want to go there, it's just off a I-85 spur, but it's a little confusing the way the roads are. It, it, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, so you better pop that 100 Smokehouse Lane into your smartphone because otherwise you're going to get lost in Lexington, N.C., which isn't a bad place to be lost in, but just, just oh, saying. Yeah, you, you can definitely blow right past it. And I want to make clear, I was not, um, I'm not saying anything uh, about the barbecue when I talk about the pits being the coolest part because their barbecue is fantastic. The thing that I thought was, that I think is cool about Lexington Barbecue is we kind of talked about the red bridges and the way you have the sauce on the top and the different type of slaw. And then we talked about Skyline, which is the vinegar mixed in with the meat. The, the, the Lexington barbecue is kind of a cross between the two because they dress, they dress the pork shoulder with their vinegar and ketchup Piedmont-style sauce, or Lexington-style sauce, I guess I should say. It's dressed like the Skylight, which is mixed in with every bite. But again, it's a different, it's that red kind of sauce. So if you like sauce, throughout every bite of your barbecue sandwich, uh, you are probably going to really enjoy this. Um, like I said before, the, the, the pit is cool. They use oak coals as well in a similar style as, as um, Skyline, another kind of old-fashioned place in North Carolina. They burn the wood down. It's oak as well. They put it under the pig, and they do the uh, – uh, but they do the butts and not the not necessarily the whole the whole pig. That's another difference uh, between the uh, uh, the east and the, and the Piedmont. Uh, a lot of shoulders uh, in the western part of the state. A lot of whole pigs in the eastern side of the state. I think they kind of pride themselves on that as well. So, and whole hog does taste different than shoulder. Mm-hmm. The reason is it does because you've got the entire pig cooking together. Every piece of meat on the pig, from the belly, like I said, to the shoulder, to the ham. Every piece of pig you can think of, all mixed together with the skin, as opposed to a butt or a shoulder which is that particular piece of meat. I love both. I love all of it. But they are unique flavors, to say the least. If you've had whole hog, it tastes different than a shoulder. And they're both wonderful. Oh, good stuff there from Matt Hearman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And as a, a guy who went to Lexington Barbecue in Lexington, North Carolina, 
you need to put that on your list of places to go before you meet your maker. It is a fantastic place. Well, that concludes our one of today's y'all show. And remember that old Eagle song, Take It Easy? Well, we're going to take it easy in hour two of the y'all show. Hope you don't mind. We're going to rewind to last Friday's show. If you enjoyed this rewind and this segment talking North Carolina barbecue from Tuesday, well, we're actually going to rewind to last Friday's show for the entire hour of next hour on the y'all show. Hope you don't mind. Most of it is very applicable, but some of it may sound a little dated. We apologize, but we're going to get out of here early today. Enjoy hour two. That is ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Raw. We'll see you Monday with a whole new fresh show. Have a great weekend. We see it every day. They cut you off and they tick you off. It's called road rage, but they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. It's Friday. It's the Y'all Show. It's hour two of the Y'all Show. I'm your host, John Rawl, and this is David Lee Murphy, Party Crap. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck So take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young and I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick and blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over
Sing loud and proud, y'all. Jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. Yes, well, the y'all show is looking for a party crowd. I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around. Sing it, sing it, sing it. With the jukebox, jumping like it, just don't care if they're dancing over here or biting over there. With David Lee Murphy, party crowd. It's our tradition here on Fridays. It's time to head home. Maybe stop by the convenience store, get you a cold drink if you need it. And we are all about having a great time, and that's what Mr. Murphy provides each Friday here on the Y'all Show with his combo of great music we've got his second song ready in just a jiffy also we're actually gonna dive away from country music we've got a rock and roll classic coming up after this song right here so you want to make sure you stick around for a rock and roll song right but we got to first play that second david lee murphy song and of course it's dust on the bottom trio williams lived down the dirt road Made homemade wine like nobody I know I dropped by one Friday night and said Can you help me Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me And I, I want a trader ride He said I got what you need son As we step down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb As he turned on the light He said There might be A little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool about what's inside There might be A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things That gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing As I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing As you climbed inside You slid over there close As we drove down to the lake road the sun fading that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight oh, There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those times Get sweeter with time You're still with me And we've made some memories After all these years There's one 
Mr. Murphy and Dust on the Bottle here on the Y'all Show. Big hit from the mid-1990s in country music. Now, as promised, we're going to go to rock and roll. This may be our first true rock and roll classic ever played on the Y'all Show. Making history right now. But sadly, we're playing this song now because of the death this week of Peggy Sue Garen Rackham who died in Lubbock, Texas at the age of 78. And she was the inspiration for the 1958 smash Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly, his second big smash that he had out back in the 1950s. This West Texas rock and roller who, of course, was killed in that plane crash in 1959 in Iowa at only the age of 22 years old. My, what a shortened life. And what a, a legend he left behind. By the way, I didn't know with this until researching this today. Buddy Holly's last name, career-wise, his last name was spelled H-O-L-L-Y. But he, his real name was H-O-L-L-E-Y. And that's what's on his headstone in the city of Lubbock Cemetery there in Lubbock, Texas. So he, legally, his last name's Holly with an E. His first name's actually Charles. His name is Charles Harden Holly, but known as Buddy Holly. And man, he put out some good music in his short time period, unfortunately, before he was killed in 59. But that song, Peggy Sue, followed That'll Be the Day, which was a big hit in 1957. And it went to number three on the Billboard Top 100 chart and, of course, helped launch his career even more. I didn't realize also until researching this that you would have thought at some point, because Buddy Holly was such a, a major, major artist at the time, that his music would have crossed over into the country music chart, but it never did. All of his songs were sort of the pop, Billboard 100, and rock and roll, the early days of rock and roll. And this song here was actually recorded July 1st of 1957 in Clovis, New Mexico. <laughs> I love the drum beat on Peggy Sue. So without further ado, this is a song that Buddy Holly helped co-write and made famous back 60 years ago. And we want to play this now and keep in mind the inspiration for the song, Peggy Sue Guerin, who died this week at the age of 78. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. My Peggy Sue. Oh, well, I love you, Kelly. I love you, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue, oh how my heart yearns for you, oh Peggy, my Peggy Sue. Oh well, I love you, Gallus. I love you, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, pretty, 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 pretty Peggy Sue, oh Peggy. 
love you, gal, and I need you, Peggy Sue. Texas rock and roller Buddy Holly playing a song about a beautiful West Texas girl, Peggy Sue Guerin. And she, of course, got married, became Peggy Sue Guerin Rackham. But her song there was a big hit 60 years ago. And Miss Rackham died this week in Lubbock, her hometown, where she and Buddy Holly went to high school. She died at the age of 78. But luckily, this song about her will live on. She actually, this song was actually not originally called Peggy Sue. It was actually called Cindy Lou. It was named for Buddy Holly's niece, the daughter of his sister, Pat. But the title was changed to Peggy Sue in reference to Peggy Sue Guerin, the girlfriend and future wife of Jerry Allison, the drummer for Buddy Holly and the Crickets. And this song was written after the couple had temporarily broken up. So how about that? That connection to his bandmate led to the name change from Cindy Lou. Somehow, Cindy Lou... Cindy Lou, that doesn't quite have the same oomph that Peggy Sue does, but what a big song for Buddy Holly, of course, a true Southern legend. And I've always loved the fact that he has this connection to Waylon Jennings, who also was from West Texas, I think even from Lubbock. And Waylon was with him on that fateful night in 1959, whenever Buddy Holly boarded that plane that crashed in Clear Lake, Iowa, and Waylon gave up his seat. And unfortunately, as we know, too familiar what happened there with the plane crash that killed not only Buddy Holly, but the day the music died, February 3rd, 1959, with the death of Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson. Hmm. Somebody ought to write a song called The Day the Music Died. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, when we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. Yeah, it's the Friday edition. We've got some goodies, some real good stuff coming your way. And before we get out of here this hour, we'll give you the latest on three new movies that are appearing this weekend at the box office. And we've got both Major League Baseball to tell you about. We've got NFL scheduled for Sunday. And can you believe it's not only basketball time about to start, but today we've got some first games going on if that's what it's called games maybe it's matches in the national hockey league that season's getting started this week and we'll tell you about a few of the southern teams involved in the nhl 
Well, all that's ahead here on the Y'all Show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick, Miss Lydia! Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Y'all talk with a southern accent, the Friday edition, hour two continues with your host, John Rawl. Our number, 803-816-1170. We'd love to get your text or phone calls and if you have a question, comment, suggestion, praise, criticism, we take it all here. We're human. We, we can take it. We would love to hear from you here on the Y'all Show. Well, on the Y'all Show a couple times each week, if you're fortunate enough to tune in at the right time, well, you'll hear this music playing right now. <laughs> it's hashtag Hullabaloo, the Friday edition, the Friday Free For Y'all edition. And this is where we go and find some of the hilarious and goofy stuff and, frankly, sometimes educational stuff that's out there on social media. And it's you just never know. It's just like picking up a cane pole and going to the lake. You just never know if the fish are going to bite and if they're going to be bite, biting if it's going to be the big one. Or you may walk home with nothing. But here on the Y'all Show, I promise you, we'll have some kind of minnow that you can take home. I promise each and every time we have hashtag hullabaloo. Let's start out today's hashtag hullabaloo with an, a, a teacher. And this is Tabitha Sullins, who is a mother, a teacher, a principal, an artisan, a Christian, and is blessed. And Tabitha on Twitter is at Tabitha Sullins, and it's T-A-B-E-T-H-A-S-U-L-L-E-N-S. Okay. We have completely embarrassed you, Tabitha. But you're a teacher and a principal. You can handle it. If not, I, I we, we actually said it on the show not long ago near Augusta, Georgia. I know there's at least one school that still paddles. So perhaps you've got to paddle in your office if we behave badly. You can you can smack us on the on the buttocks. Only on the buttocks. So it's amazing how the Lord gave us that little soft spot back there that can handle a nice little love tap every now and then when you when we act up as kids i think it's there for a reason now if there's a way to overdo it and that's called abuse but if it's a simple disciplinarian measure then i'm all for it and perhaps if it's a bad enough offense teachers don't need to do this but maybe parents pull out that belt i wonder how many kids these days even know what a belt is really for it's not for holding up your pants and if you've been the 
lucky recipient of a belt whooping in your life, raise your hand. Yeah, I see I see those hands up there. Yeah, it, it was actually the way of life uh, in the South for a long time. And in fact, if you're a true Southerner, you've actually been whipped with some kind of something, a stick, a branch, or something along those lines that you might find out in the woods. Nothing like a, a skinny little limb that's green and and that'll get you a switch coming after you that'll that'll make you straighten up real quick but unfortunately it's actually kind of hard in today's world to even go find nature's disciplinary tools i mean we you'd have to go into a state forest in some places to even find such a thing to to do that but we're not saying to 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 be bad people but I think if you even threaten it, I believe that'll straighten up a lot of people. And and trust me, adults need some disciplinary actions too these days. We should make belt whooping and switch hitting a standard in law enforcement. Uh, I, I'm all about taking people to the courthouse square and taking it back to 100 years ago and, and taking care of discipline and, and justice in a very swift manner. And that would be with a swift action of a belt or or a, a limb. All right, I need to get away from that kind of talk. And I, I got on it because I was talking about a principle. I guess because I'm still, I won't say tortured. I'm not going to go and confess in front of a Senate committee one day that a teacher spanked me in school because I was a knucklehead. But it did make a difference, and it did square me away. It helped, at least. And I'm sure most of you, if not all of you who were disciplined, if you were old enough to be disciplined in school with a belt or a paddle or whatever way they did it, it it made a difference. These days, I think most schools are going to give you like after school detention or I I still don't understand why the, the benefit is from expulsion or a suspension where you don't go to school for a couple of days. I mean, that would be a blessing if if I were a idiotic kid. Hey, you can't come to school for a week. Okay, sounds good to me. I know they should catch grief when they're at home during that time, but hey, I don't think a lot of kids do. Now, back to Tabitha and what she put on Twitter. We've already told you that she's a principal and a mother and all this, but she's a Christian, so we're proud of that. She writes, you know you're Southern when self-care is yoga and biscuits from Cracker Barrel. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll let you be the expert, Tabitha, since you are the principal on yoga. I've never gone to yoga, and I don't intend to go to yoga. I think that really should be more for women. I don't mean to sound sexist, but I, I would guarantee you that most people that do yoga are females. I, I, I'm i not going to go do the research, but let's just give me that one, please. Okay, yoga for women they they can and i don't see men going around to the grocery stores wearing yoga pants i see plenty of women now whether they actually just came from yoga or not i have no idea but it is kind of a standard now for women's apparel to wear yoga pants whether they do it or not but here's what we can all agree can't we just get along tabitha sullins eds yes we can because she writes that you know you're Southern when you your self-care is yoga and biscuits from Cracker Barrel. How about Cracker Barrel? 
Those biscuits they make in the cornbread too, they are scrumptious. Did I put enough asses in there? They are scrumptious. And to Cracker Barrel's credit, if you are like me when you go in there, man, I make them make about four trips to the kitchen and bring me at least four helpings. I could get full just off of the biscuits and cornbread. And don't you love the fact that you can get both? You know, most restaurants, especially the mom and pops, which we love, and we love our local restaurants, but Cracker Barrel, man, it's perfectly acceptable to go both ways. I'm I'm coming up with a politically correct term here. I'm by biscuit cornbread. <laughs> I like biscuits and cornbread. So don't make me choose. I, I want both. And at Cracker Barrel, at least from my experience, <laughs> you can get both and you can get a lot of it. I love Cracker Barrel's food. The only problem I've got with Cracker Barrel, and tell me if you don't feel the same way, they have really bad syrup. I didn't say syrup. I said syrup, which is, I think, the correct southern way to say it. You know, that stuff that comes from Vermont or Canada or whatever you put on pancakes and waffles. Yeah, their little bottle of, of their own syrup is it's weird. I don't like it. And they won't go back and get you whatever other log cabin syrup. They don't have that in the restaurant. I guess it's B-Y-O-S, bring your own syrup when you go into Cracker Barrel if you don't like their syrup. Because, man, the, the pancakes are great, and the other food is awesome. It's just like Mama never made. But that syrup is just the deal breaker. And they love their pancakes. You got buttermilk pancakes. They love to promote them. It would be much better if you just had a different kind of syrup. So Cracker Barrel executives in Nashville, where your headquarters is, I hope you're listening. Please, please consider my special request. At least give me, how how, how hard would it be to give all of your Cracker Barrel locations a bottle of log cabin syrup or whatever it's made out of these days, I guess in plastic, a plastic bottle of log cabin or whatever other brand of syrup that 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 would be good customer service so thank you tabitha very good point and yes that is very good self-care going to cracker barrel and having that now here is an email i love the name i can't imagine it's the real name but if it is even more awesome two thumbs up this comes from bonnie blue We are a band of brothers and native to the soil, fighting for our liberties. And I don't know the rest, but I do know when they get into on the song Bonnie Blue. First came came South Carolina, who nobly took her stand. Then came Alabama, who nobly took her hand, or something like that. I should brush up on Bonnie Blue. Bonnie Blue, sort of the fight song and the unofficial national anthem of the Confederate States of America, written on January 9, 1861 in Jackson, Mississippi, when the Bonnie Blue Flag, which is a royal blue flag with a single white star in the middle, when that was raised over the capital of Jackson, when Mississippi seceded from the Union. And a guy from Ireland, I think, was in the crowd there in Jackson, Mississippi, when Mississippi became a republic of Mississippi and not a state. They seceded from the United States. 
and he wrote this song called Bonnie Blue, and it's a catchy little tune. Unfortunately, it's got words, and it goes through every state that ended up seceding from the South, and it kind of is a hard thing to, to know by heart. So as much as I love the song, I like Dixie better because Dixie is at least easier to remember, and I know a couple of different verses of of Dixie. In fact, since we were just talking about pancakes and all that at Cracker Barrel, how about this stanza of Dixie? And I'm doing it totally off the top of my head. There's buckwheat cakes in engine batter. Makes you fatter, a little fatter. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. They didn't teach you that in school, but that is actually one of the verses of Dixie right there. Buckwheat cakes and engine batter. I assume that's another way of saying pancakes from the 1860s. I'm not sure, but hey, Bonnie Blue is on Twitter. Not the song, not the flag, but the person. And her Twitter account is at Bonnie Blue TK. And Bonnie Blue says that they're a LSU Tiger fan and a photo manic. And tear, tears up singing national anthem and alma mater. Well, I wonder if Bonnie Blue's national anthem is Bonnie Blue. <laughs> Should be. Of course, Oh Say Can You Say is pretty good, too. So, Bonnie Blue put a tweet out with the simple statement, fact check true is what bonnie blue wrote and bonnie blue attached a gif and the gif says southern women can say more with a cut of their eyes than a whole debate club's worth of speeches okay well i being the recipient of a couple of those cuts of eyes from a woman from a southern woman oh yeah yeah you can you can shut me up real quick with that stare And I'm sure most of our listeners here know exactly what I'm talking about. Bonnie Blue, thank you for sharing with that, sharing that info here on the Y'all Show about that that amazing power that Southern women yield, the ability to cut those eyes and and just put people dead in their tracks. They just you know you're busted when you get that look. Denisa Tatiro is on Twitter at Tennessee TN underscore jeep underscore girl at tn underscore jeep underscore girl and she writes southern roots and cowgirl boots jeep girl brand ambassador well i didn't know jeep had a brand that they were out having ambassadors for but yes denisa we appreciate you and your love of jeeps and she writes Shout out, thanks and please smash the handle of a very special southern jeep lady that we Tennessee Jeep Girl know. She's all about great times and great friends, and she has lots of both. We love her, and you will too. Hashtag Jeep Life. By the way, her rig is rocking. Now, I don't know if this is TN Jeep Girl in this picture attached on Denisa Taturo's Twitter account, but it's a lovely Southern Belle riding on the front of a Jeep Rubicon. How about that? Not quite the Wrangler Jeeps, but I guess it's a more modern jeep that's out there and this nice lady who i assume is in the state of tennessee on top of her jeep being posed for a photo well what caught my eye wasn't of course the jeep nor her beauty but the message streaming across the top of the windshield the front windshield of this jeep it says i'd rather be topless (laughs) and it's not for the woman it's for the jeep and of course if you're a southerner and you got a jeep 
you want to have that top down and show off your rig and you want to show off that sound you know most of these jeeps have the mufflers that rattle and you're like whoa here comes a jeep you know when it's coming but to denise's credit there is a jeep life hashtag jeep life and i saw it firsthand in georgia when i was living there last year you have these clubs of jeep owners and it's kind of you're in the club if you have a jeep now i've owned a jeep but it wasn't a rubicon and it wasn't a cherokee or a wrangler even it was actually a cherokee country which was the suv type jeep that came out in the 90s i liked it i still like it i wish i had it unfortunately it had seen its better days and i ended up selling it for a very reduced price to a friend but yeah if you've had a jeep and you love it then you you understand it you get it but we appreciate the great photo on twitter and yeah jeeps would rather be topless and i don't blame them a friend of mine put this on Twitter. This was not a something for public consumption, but I thought it was funny, okay? And this is a young friend, someone I know who's in college, and, and they put out an image, and it's amazing what kids do these days. And I, I say kids, she's in college, but she's still a kid to me, but she's actually a grown adult, okay? She's a woman. She can vote. She's in college. She's on her own. Well, is she? And the reason I say that is what what she put on her own Twitter account. Now, this is kind of the stupidity of today's millennial generation i say people that put stuff out there that really don't need to be doing it but hey it's given me material here in hashtag hullabaloo so i'm not going to complain well this friend evidently needed some money from old mom and mom well mom wasn't very happy about that so so this person put in a text message not on twitter but actually they 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 copied whatever that's they captured the text conversation and then put that on twitter so what i'm reading is a text conversation that was captured and then put on her twitter account i'm not going to embarrass her because this is funny but i'm sure you can relate especially if you're a parent so this young lady writes to her mother she texts her so monies and the mother sends back a text saying i'll send you twenty dollars And then the mom, to her credit, finds a GIF, or maybe she just created it. And if she did, great creativity. She sends a GIF to her daughter saying, Having a child is like having a little broke-ass best friend. (laughs) Well, I've got a young child, but he's not to the age yet where he's asking for money. But if you're a parent, or you've been like me, a child who's had to go to mom and dad and try to get a little money from time to time, yeah, I, I see where the mother or father could be very frustrated with a kid, especially when they're off at college and they're not working and there's always something coming up and they're not working. If you go to college, you really should have a job of some type. Now, I went to a college that we couldn't have a job because we were in a military school atmosphere and there was no way to even leave campus. So unless you're in that kind of environment and you're at a civilian normal type school can't you find some kind of job and and do it i mean especially when kids now go to college for five six seven eight years and still don't get a degree yeah you should be working however maybe she is working she just didn't have enough but she wanted that money and her mom had a a very very good response having a child is like having a little broke ass best friend uh-huh Ocean Dog is on Twitter. That is the Twitter account at Ocean Dog. 
An Ocean Dogs, a writer, a teacher, a parent, a Southerner, a Blue Angels fan. All right. And lives in Pensacola Beach and likes LSU and Texas A&M. All right. Well, I wonder what you do around Thanksgiving each year when those two teams get together, Ocean Dog. Well, Ocean Dog put on Twitter this week, my Southern grandma's superpower, knowing exactly what size container was needed. And Ocean Dog has a pick of, and I know if you've been around grandparents before, grandmothers especially, but maybe you are guilty of this too. It's a picture of a refrigerator or a fridge, and it's just scattered with all types of plastic containers of blue bonnet, country crock. I can't believe it's not butter. You got a empty parquet and a Cool Whip container in there too, because especially the folks that grew up in the Depression, man, they saved everything. And and you'll find in refrigerators or stuck in shelves, especially from our our senior citizens who are maybe are around in their 70s and 80s and beyond, they keep stuff in all these little containers like blue bonnet containers and country crock spread. And and you'll go and you'll open up that fridge and you'll see all this stuff just jam-packed in there. So that's, that's a good memory there for a lot of people, Ocean Dog, of how those people have saved. They've saved those kind of things and, and they still use them. Helen is on Twitter, at Helen K-I-E-F, Helen Keefe, I guess. Anything and everything and occasionally interesting stuff. And Helen is from Kentucky, and she has a statement she released on Twitter. Sweet or unsweet is the still or sparkling of the South. Hashtag Southern. All right, Helen, that's a little bit above my pay grade, but perhaps some of you are sitting there just saying, oh, wow, that's good stuff. All right, so one more time from Helen. Sweet or unsweet is the still or sparkling of the South. All right. Getting a little little intellectual here on today's y'all show. And finally, we go to Gary Poole, at Gary Poole TN. And Gary Poole is the morning show host on Big 95.3 and managing editor of Chatta Pulse. That's Chatta, C-H-A-T-T-A-P-U-L-S-E. And he writes, hashtag Southern means spending all week cleaning the house before family visits, only to apologize for how messy the house is when they arrive. So, yeah, you're probably guilty of that. you got company coming over. You actually spend plenty of time cleaning it up. It's in perfect condition, but you still use that excuse when the company arrives. I'm sorry how messy the house is. We're all guilty of that. And you probably shouldn't have even said it, and the person probably doesn't care if it was messy or, or, or clean, spotless. They're just glad to be there. So, Gary, take a chill pill. Yeah, be happy that you've got a nice house. Now, as I said, he's the managing editor of hash of at Chattapults, and I had to go look this up. Chattapults' Twitter is Chattanooga Pults, and that's Chattanooga's weekly alternative newspaper going back to 2003. And how about this? This weekend in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the riverfront comes alive there with the Three Sisters Bluegrass Festival. And you'll get to go down to the Tennessee River and enjoy all of this great music. It happens tonight and tomorrow night. And it's the 12th annual Three Sisters Bluegrass Festival. And get this, it is free for everybody. And if you just go there and listen, you'll enjoy this great music on the banks of the Tennessee River. 
in downtown Chattanooga, the Three Sisters Bluegrass Festival. And we want to thank Gary Poole and the staff at Chattanooga Pulse for letting us know about this awesome event going on this weekend. Don't miss it. All right, we are going to go to our last break of the week. When we come back, we'll tell you about movies. We'll tell you about Major League Baseball. We'll tell you about the NFL slate for Sunday. We've got some hockey talk, even some NASCAR news. That's ahead as we wrap up this week's Y'all with John Rawl. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The Gorgeous Hair Event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. back for the final segment of the y'all show for this week john rawl thanking you for being with us along the way we got from dixie with love queued up and coming at you in just a few minutes so hang on for the finale for our week well if you go to the theater this week there are three movies being released nationwide that we want to tell you about the first is a sci-fi thriller venom and it stars michelle williams as well as tom hardy directed by reuben fleischer now, another movie out this weekend is The Hate You Give, which is a crime drama, and it stars Russell Hornsby and Anthony Mackie, directed by George Tillman Jr. And the final movie is one that I've been seeing promoted for quite some time. It's got Lady Gaga and her real-life boyfriend, Bradley Cooper of The Hangover, you know, Phil. And this movie is A Star Is Born. And it is out this weekend. It's a movie where a musician helps a young singer and actress find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. Now, postseason baseball is underway. It may not be quite as exciting as a Bradley Cooper movie, but we want to tell you about what's going on tonight in Major League Baseball as both the American League and National League teams will be in action in the division series. Cleveland is at Houston Colorado is at Milwaukee. The Brewers were able to escape in a win on Thursday over the Rockies. The Boston Red Sox are hosting the New York Yankees in an NLDS game. And also you've got the L.A. Dodgers hosting Atlanta. And that game was played yesterday, and the Dodgers walloped 
the Atlanta Braves, and the Braves deserve to be walloped. They made their first postseason appearance in five years, and they wore their stupid navy blue jerseys in a game where they should be wearing their gray unis, and only their gray unis are the traditional home white unis. You don't wear spring training uniforms in postseason baseball, and they were killed in that game as Los Angeles won 6-0 to over the Bravos. So we've got baseball going on big time this weekend. Sunday's NFL slate includes the Tennessee Titans at Buffalo. The Dolphins are at Cincinnati. The Ravens travel to the Cleveland Browns. Jacksonville goes to Kansas City. The Atlanta Falcons travel to Pittsburgh. The New York football giants are in the Queen City taking on the Carolina Panthers. The Arizona Cardinals are at San Francisco. And Dallas is at Houston. The Battle of Texas going on on Sunday night football on NBC. Monday night's football game features the Washington Redskins at the Superdome in New Orleans taking on the Saints. Now, NFL going. NBA's regular season starts in about two weeks. Believe it or not, this is the start this week of the National Hockey League. The first game of the year was actually played Wednesday. Well, tonight, there's some teams that are playing their first hockey game of the year. And to give you a little dose of what's going on, the Carolina Hurricanes are at the Columbus Blue Jackets and the San Jose Sharks travel to Los Angeles to take on the Kings. The Nashville Predators open up at the New York Rangers tomorrow. So a bunch of games on the hockey slate. NASCAR is at Dover this weekend, and believe it or not, fans can bet on the NASCAR race at Dover right there at the track, as we are seeing more and more sports betting become legal as a result of the Supreme Court decision from earlier this year. Now, I always argue that NASCAR is not really a sport. It's a spectacle. It's entertainment. Sport, I don't know about that. But sure enough, right there where the racetrack is at the NASCAR Xfinity Series race and at NASCAR's Cup Series race this weekend, fans can go put their bet in as well as bet on the NFL games and other sports activity going on during the week weekend. Roger Penske a NASCAR team owner says that he's not focused on this betting thing going on in Delaware this weekend, but you can see more and more sports bets and much more coming in all sports and even in something that's not really sports, but it's entertainment, something called NASCAR. And that's what's going on this weekend and sports and a whole lot more. One final housekeeping note, golf. We are pretty much putting golf on a back shelf now that the Major season's over with. We had the Ryder Cup. The Europeans won that last weekend. Congratulations to those guys. Well, this is a golf-related thing that I want to close out today's y'all show is from Dixie with Love is playing behind us. I've got a pair of nieces, twins, in my hometown in South Carolina, my brother's daughters, and they both celebrated their 15th birthday on Thursday. That's great. Happy birthday. Well, how about this? The day after, the one that plays golf, Isabella, who is a Clemson Tiger commit. She's only in the ninth grade. She's already got an offer to play golf with the Clemson Tigers in several years. In a high school golf tournament yesterday, she shot a double eagle, an albatross, the rarest shot in golf. I guess she may have already had a hole-in-one somewhere in her career, but she may not have had that. But she topped that by getting a, an albatross and a real tournament in South Carolina. So congratulations, Isabella. 
She is very good. She's, like I said, already got a college scholarship. I wish I'd have paid golf a little bit more attention. But if you've been a golfer, and I love golf, I don't play it as much as I watch it, but I'm just hoping to get a, a ace one day. But to even get a, an albatross, a double eagle, is just like something you don't even think of as a possibility. Well, she did it. Congratulations. And her high school, the Lexington Wildcats, where I went to high school, I assume they are winning or won that tournament as they are like the eight-time state champions in South Carolina women's golf, or girls' golf, I guess is what it's called. So congrats, Izzy. Good job. Keep those low scores coming, especially when you get an albatross. Well, that will wrap up this week's Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back here Monday. We'll have Jerry Short on. We'll give you the recap of the weekend in sports. Thank you ever so much for listening. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. And, of course, the sentence to the house is from Dixwood Love. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college. Pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all.